Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. R.I.P. to the purple pen. I'm just saying. <laughs> it, you know, to die in the middle of a word, there's like something really poetic there. But of all the words to die in the middle of, my pen died in the word getting. Like, oh my god. Maybe it's just really opposed to that last G. It was Maybe. like, you will write getting <laughs> if it's the last thing I ever do. And it was the last thing it ever did. I was so mad, though. I love that pen. Now I have to get another purple pen. Yeah, I've killed a few of them in my time. It's always sad. There's the scarlet thread of murder running through the colorless skein of life. And our duty is to unravel it and isolate it, and expose every inch of it. Welcome to the Studying Scarlet Podcast. Hi, thanks for joining us for another True Crime Tuesday. I'm Ashley Rosewood. And I'm Jessica Charisse, and together we're hilarious and sexy. So the reason why my purple pen died was because of the 24 pages of notes that I put together on today's case, which is... Fire Festival. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Aptly named because it turned out to be a dumpster fire. I mean, so uh, two things real quick. Uh, the sources that I used here were the Netflix and Hulu documentaries. The one on Netflix is called Fire, the greatest party that never happened. And the one on Hulu is called Fire Fraud. And I do highly highly recommend that you watch both of these because holy shit holy shit and fire is spelled f-y-r-e so i also want to say real quick that i think towards the end of my notes i kind of got out of sequence there chronologically so i'm really really sorry if i put something in when it didn't happen or whatever so i probably fucked it up but I tried really, really hard. <laughs> I'm not sorry about it. Okay. I say leave it in. Leave it in. I probably will. Unless, you know, one of us ends up in a coughing fit and then leave that out. <laughs> Neither one of us has coronavirus. <clears throat> As I cough into my elbow, that's great. I mean, I just have my <clears throat> typical allergies making me miserable so far, and let's just hope it stays that way. Let's hope everybody stays that way. Alright, so, imagine, you're sitting in your home, your parents' basement, wherever, 
It's December 12th, 2016. It's winter, it's cold, it's snowy. We just had an election that turned politics on its head. People want to fucking escape. You're scrolling social media when your favorite actors, musicians, models, influencers post a burnt orange square with the fire festival tag. You think, what's this? You click on it and it takes you to a video. The beautiful water of Norman's Key Bahamas pops up with beautiful models like Bella Hadid and Haley Baldwin. Text pops up that says, an immersive music festival and on an island once owned by Pablo Escobar. Firefest is a music festival complete with incredible bands and a treasure hunt to boot. And you think, wow, I'd love to be a part of this and escape my life for a little bit. Sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? Well, kids, you know what they say. And something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Or, you know, it definitely fucking is. It's a lie. And oh boy, was it too good to be true. This was going to be the most amazing music festival ever seen. Except it wasn't. And this is the story of a music festival that failed so spectacularly, it will be talked about for decades. This is Fire Festival. So before we dive into Fire Festival, <clears throat> we need to talk about Billy McFarland, the founder. But to get a feel <laughs> all right, to get a feel for the kind of entrepreneur he is, let's go back a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean a lot of it. Let's go back to when Billy was in the second grade. Fuck second graders. <laughs> wow. I don't feel bad about it because you know what? I remember what I was like in second grade and I was a little shithead. I'm sure some kids probably aren't. I was kind of a dick though. The only thing I remember about second grade is that's when I needed glasses and I remember sitting in class trying to read the board one day and everything was blurry and I was like, what the fuck is my eyes? Oh my god, I got glasses in third grade. Although I didn't pay attention a lot in second grade, but maybe that's why. I maybe just couldn't see. Just couldn't see anything. Or I was a jerk. Maybe it was a little column A, a little column B. I, I was a jerk. <laughs> so, uh, actually just fuck second grade me. I was the worst. Aww. But you're the worst now! I'm kidding. I don't that hurt my that. feelings. I'm sorry, oh god! And that's our last podcast because she's gonna break up with me or what's the correct term? We're gonna end the partnership. We're gonna dissolve it. <laughs> <laughs> over over the fact that I complained that I was a jerk in sex. <laughs> Alright. Um, well, Billy was probably not a jerk yet when he was in second grade. No, and honestly, I'm being mean because, like, the real the real thing with kids is that they'll just blurt stuff out without thinking about it because they don't know. That's true. That they it's inappropriate. No so it's probably wrong to just like paint them all as jerks when really they just don't know any better yet. Yeah. Uh, so he was sitting next to his crush in class, and one day she broke her crayon. And he told her if she gave him a dollar, he would fix her crayon. So he started young. And 
his school had a very basic internet connected typewriter thing. I don't know what the hell. Uh, but he managed to hack it and made them say, for your broken crayons, come find me. I don't know how he was fixing the crayons, for the record. I, 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 don't, I don't know what he was doing, but... He probably but. wasn't fixing the crayons, but that's just me assuming that every business he had was like all the ones I know about. Which is that it was shitty. I mean, but they all were, though, so... I don't feel bad. He's gonna definitely sue me. You know what, Billy? Bring it the fuck on, because nothing in this is slander. So... They never um, do say how he fixes the crayons in no, the documentary. No, he never actually goes into detail about the crayons, which really irritates me because Nate was like, how is he fixing them? And I'm like, you know what? Tape. Now I really need to <laughs> fucking know. Tape. Tape. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been. He's, what were what you in second grade or seven? He's like, fuck you, I'm going to tape this. Or super glue? Also, why did you charge her if you had a crush on her? You're, Seriously. Like, what is your problem? Ugh. <sighs> He's a jerk. You know what? He was a jerk then in second grade. Probably. A dollar is a lot for one crayon. Especially when you're seven. A dollar. Dude, 25 cents. That's a huge markup. <laughs> Alright, I'm done ranting about this. Um, I'm just angry. So, uh, later on in his life, I think they said he was in college when this happened. He tried to create an internet platform similar to Google Plus called Spling, and it failed horribly. I think that was either right when he was still in college or he had just dropped out. Yeah, I can't remember. I he knew did it was, eventually drop out. It so was it, right around college age You're in the right area. Yeah. So one night, uh, Billy's out to dinner with some friends, and they all had their credit cards out to pay, and he thought, how can I make this card look cooler? Because, you know, that's what you fucking think when you're trying to pay for your dinner. So he bought a sheet of metal from China, figured out how to put his debit card number on it, took it to a deli to buy something, and lo and behold, it worked. This was the birth of Magnesis. The black card for millennials. Except not really, because the black card has no fucking limit. But what do I know? Yeah, the card was literally black. I think that's... I know that I Ariana Grande has a real black card and Billy McFarland's a douche. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Billy McFarland does not. <laughs> he doesn't, though. If but, he had a black card, he might have been able to pull, pull a fire off. Festival. Yeah, he might have. The <laughs> yeah. The card would piggyback off your current card and you would get perks just for having it, like early access to concert tickets, for example. I don't know why I said it like that. I think I was expecting a comma somewhere, and there was no comma. <laughs> Sometimes you just imagine a comma. It's called William Shatneritis. <laughs> uh, the... <laughs> There was also a members-only exclusive clubhouse in the middle of New York City that you can only get into if you have the card. Which is, like, the only thing about it that, in my opinion, was really cool, but... Yeah. It's basically a frat house. I don't know that I would have ever set foot into that place, to be I honest with like you. I just like that they had Marvel Comics art on the wall. That's true. That was pretty... <laughs> that was cool. That was pretty That cool. was cool. That was the coolest thing about Billy McFarlane. And then he had to ruin it all. This is where Billy met... Grant Margolin. Margolin? Oh, yeah. Is that how they pronounced it? Margolin. Margolin? 
No, Mark I think Gollum. it's... It was Mark Gollum. Well, whatever. You know what? You know what? It doesn't Grant. matter. He's basically like Gollum. So. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Grant so, Gollum. Grant, <laughs> Grant became the vice president of Magnesis Marketing and then became the chief marketing officer for Firefest later. And apparently their relationship was very akin to Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute on The Office. Billy being Michael and Grant being the one screaming after Billy when there was a problem. I mean, the only difference that I would like to point out here is that Dwight Schrute had a lot of experience and was great at his job. Yeah. Whereas Grant had none, is completely unqualified and sucks. But, yeah. you know. And I mean, Michael Scott is kind of a piece of shit, but how dare you fucking insult him by comparing him to Billy McFarlane? <laughs> um... Michael Scott ended up being a lot fucking better than Billy McFarlane. He did, for sure. He absolutely did. So, And at least he never tried to scam people out of thousands of dollars. So and he that. was also really good at selling stuff. He was really good at selling stuff. So I think that's probably the reason they're like, he's kind of like Michael Scott. It's like, he's not anything like Michael Scott, but all right. Michael Scott <laughs> is hotter than you, just so you know. That's right. Steve Carell is way better looking than you are. Steve Carell can get it definitely get it he's like a silver fox now <laughs> his wife is a very lucky woman and i love them together because they're adorable i don't think i even knew he was married oh yeah he's actually in real life married to the actress that played carol on the office his girlfriend the, the real estate agent oh no kidding yeah they're adorable together i oh love my God. them that's adorable you guys are both like very good looking and you make me believe in love. Please don't get a divorce. I feel the same way about, um... Oh my god, what is her name? Describe. Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. Oh my god, I love them together too. They also make me believe in love. Don't get a divorce. Ever. I really need this. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Back on track. Sorry. I can't... No, you're fine. I cannot read my hand. Okay. Billy would manage to get investors for Magnesis, uh, including Aubrey McClendon for $500,000, who was later arrested on charges of antitrust and rigging the price of oil in Oklahoma, and he died the day after his indictment, but that's neither here nor there. So, also <laughs> kind of a huge creep. <laughs> but he wouldn't really do anything. This company was basically the real-life Entertainment 720 from Parks and Rec. Except at least Entertainment 720 brought in someone cool to do their books, Ben Wyatt. I'm just plugging Ben Wyatt. Billy was 100% John Ralphio because he's the worst. Actually, I like John Ralphio a lot better than Billy. John Ralphio is much more likable than Billy McFarlane. Ben Schwartz, you're cool. You are cool. We do not think that you're awful. We no. like you. You're awesome. He also was one of the puppeteers for BB-8s. So. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Oh, I like you even better now. <laughs> and I thought John Ralphio was really funny, so... He had his moments, for sure. And I like Mona Lisa. Okay, stop. I'm just going <laughs> off on, like, a Parks and Rec thing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're getting on track. All right. Back on track. Train non-derailed. I'm going to re-derail it later. Probably, but that's fine. Uh, right around this time, Billy met Ja Rule. Jeffrey fucking Atkins. <laughs> ja, ja Rule was the creative head of Magnesis on paper, but really had nothing to do with it at all. 
then Billy got sued by the owner of the townhouse that was used as the Magnesis headquarters because he trashed the place. So that pretty much killed Magnesis since the townhouse was the big selling point. Yeah, um, and I don't know if you, if I'm getting ahead of you here or not, so I'm so sorry if I am, but like the other perks that Jess was talking about, things like concert tickets and stuff like that, a lot of times they would just cancel your reservation yeah. at the last second and you wouldn't even later. really get that. So I do mention that later. he's kind of a shyster. His middle name is probably Shyster. Billy Shyster McFuckland. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sounds good. So, um, Billy was the absolute king of the get rich quick scheme, except he never actually got rich at all. Um, he could get a lot of money quickly by selling tickets he didn't have to events he knew people wanted like access to a private party for J-Lo or exclusive tickets to see Beyonce and Jay-Z in concert. But this should have fallen apart when he said he had fucking tickets of all things for Hamilton. Like, let's be honest. I still haven't gotten to see Hamilton. I am bitter about it and the tickets are fucking really hard to get. So like, you're a liar. My dude, you don't have Hamilton tickets. Fuck you for saying you do because you do not. Fuck you for getting people to think that they're going to see the amazing and talented Lin-Manuel and then being a dick. Yeah, because at that point, at that time, it would still have been the original Broadway cast. Which included Dobby Diggs. You're just, oh my god, I'm so angry. And Leslie Odom Jr. Like, fuck you guys. Who has the voice of a goddamn angel. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to put that out there. He's very talented. So, the night of whatever show, uh, he would have people asking where the tickets are. Like, dude, where the fuck are my tickets? He would buy them on StubHub the day fucking of. And literally hand them out in person. So just for shits and giggles, I went to StubHub and I chose my location, location? Your location. My location as New York City and I put Hamilton in just cause I was curious about how much the tickets were on StubHub as of like this week, which is March. So the low end, end of March, March something. March something-ish. The something-ish. <laughs> the low end, tickets were $253 a person. The high end was $2,200 a person. Yeah, and I seriously suspect that a huge part of the reason Magnesis got so many bad reviews online is because he wouldn't be able to find enough tickets to cover the number that he sold. So then I'm she sure. would just cancel people sure. and then dick around getting them their refund, which is rude. Give them their money back. You don't have it. Um, so <laughs> he was he was selling tickets to pay for tickets. Basically. Exactly. So the Hamilton ticket money would pay for the Beyonce and Jay-Z tickets. And to pay off Hamilton, he was selling fucking Super Bowl tickets. Or at least that's what I got from the documentary. And she could have just been saying, oh, you know, this is what he would have been doing for this. But it's Billy fucking McFarlane. So it doesn't surprise me. I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put anything past him. No. He'll sell it. <laughs> so now we can get into the meat and potatoes of this episode and talk about the Fire Festival. Billy and Ja Rule came up with an idea called Fire. 
Uh, they went to an event called Web Summit to promote it. Fire was an app where you could hire celebrities, 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 <laughs> doing really well, I celebrities, celebrities, <laughs> for an event. It's kind of like Cameo is today, except Cameo is just a personalized video message. And honestly, when I first watched these documentaries, the idea for Fire sounded really fucking cool. Like, it had a lot of potential, except that they fucked it up so badly. If they hadn't fucked it up so badly, I it mean, been cool. here's the thing. On the surface, the ideas that Billy has are not bad. No, it's just yeah. that he's like, I'm gonna come up with this idea that I don't fucking have the experience or the money to pull off. And he doesn't care that he doesn't have the necessities to actually make it happen. That's exactly what it is. He thinks big and it's like, bro, you really can't. I understand, think outside the box, but in your case, maybe you should keep it inside the box. Or I'm just saying. You should just stay in the box, which is your prisons. <laughs> yeah. All right. After a few months, uh, the Fire Festival creative director. Now I don't know how to pronounce this man's name. Okay. Because it's it's spelled M David, so I don't know if it's David, M David, M David. I don't know. I think it's probably M David. So I'm just gonna call him M David. So, M. David Lowe uh, had the idea to throw a festival for industry professionals. Again, good idea on the surface. Yeah, it's like a promotional yes, thing. Yes, a promotional thing. Since they were looking for ways to promote fire, I mean, this kind of was on that same kind of line. It was supposed to be along the same lines as Coachella, but it fed on the millennial culture known as FOMO, which is fear of missing out, which I've never had in my life, but I'm also not considered a millennial, so I don't really know. What okay, so I am definitely a millennial. Okay. I fucking hate FOMO, there and whoever came up with it can fuck off. Okay, so listen, if you uh, are listening and you created FOMO, you can literally fuck off. <laughs> That's right. I'm not sorry. Your term is dominant. <laughs> One of the original influencers of that time was... Elliot Tabelli, but y'all might know him better as Fuck Jerry. Fuck Jerry. Fuck Jerry. I like your name. It's got my favorite word in it. It does. Too bad they're also pieces of shit, but we'll get to that later. Harsh. <laughs> it might be harsh, but it's not untrue. <laughs> Jerry Media basically made memes for a living for big companies. It's um, a cool job. It is a cool job. Orban X uh, worked for Jerry Media. And I the love it. I love him, too. I have big love for Ornix. You have... You're amazing. I'm just letting you know. Seriously, we both have big love for you, Orin. Honestly. Please um, accept my request. Um, my follow request. I knew there was a word in there that I had forgotten. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Jerry Media. And the first big job he was given was designing Firefest on the social media side. Like, holy shit. And I'm, like, so sorry, because that, that sucks. Yeah. That really fucking sucks. You did an awesome fucking job. You did. But you did an awesome job of promoting something that turned out to be a total shit show, and that is not your fault. Nope, absolutely not your fault at all. Just for the record, Oren, we do not blame you for a goddamn thing. You did not have... There's only two people I blame for this, and we'll get to that later. 
Jess has rage. I have rage. Okay. Andy King, a.k.a. the real MVP, was the event producer for Firefest. Billy called him and said, I bought an island in the Bahamas and we're hosting a music festival. To which Andy replied, which island? And Billy said, Pablo Escobar's island. And Andy just says, oh my gosh. Um, also, sidebar, he's fucking lying. He didn't buy an island. Boom. I have thoughts about that, <laughs> which I'll get to. Actually, actually, I mention it here in a minute. So there you go. Um, I just want to, here it is. I just want to add that based on the info in both these documentaries, I don't believe for a second that he bought this island. He didn't. After looking into it a little, it's possible that he had purchased it, but I'll get to what I think about that in a minute. I'm 99.9% sure it was a lease, which- I think it was a lease too. Everybody knows is not the same as purchasing. No, I think it was a lease too. I, I, I honestly do. He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Five months before the festival, Billy, Ja Rule, Grant, a full team, and about 10 models flew down to Norman's Key to film a commercial. The one that would play when the Orange Tile campaign was launched. It was basically treated like a week-long party, more than a promotional shoot. One night while everyone was drinking... Oh yeah, I fucking put it in here. The famous Ja Rule Billy Toast was recorded, which was... Here's to living like movie stars, partying like rock stars, and fucking like porn stars. Don't they sound classy? So right away, we have professionalism at a 10. <laughs> we say knowing full well that we swear a lot, but... But still, these guys are... I mean, come on, y'all. Clearly they were taking this seriously. After a week of dicking off in the Bahamas, and just side note, I would love to spend a week dicking off in the Bahamas. I'm just saying. They start... No, they sort, sorry. They sort of have something for uh, Oren to market. Enter the Orange Tile campaign. So after the Orange Tile campaign happened, they sold about 95% of their tickets in 48 hours. Which is amazing. amazing. It's like, amazing. That doesn't happen. And that no. just proves how good that campaign was. Right. That like, was an amazing feat right like there. Like, Oren... That's such a good fucking idea. Like I seriously, can't even deal with it. It was it was incredible, and it's as of like this moment, I had that thought of how the fuck did he not have money for this? Because I think they said in one of the documentaries, correct me if I'm wrong, that tickets to this were fifty thousand dollars. They varied pretty wildly depending on which of the non-real packages you decided. To <laughs> well, purchase. I thought I thought the actual ticket, the ticket alone. Because the packages were separate, weren't they? No. Oh, okay. I thought that they were... I couldn't find any information on whether or not that, like, the villa package, that actually included the ticket. There were, like, elite packages that were as much as $50,000, but there were other, like, cheaper assortments. I think there was a general admission, which is the thing that they pretty much immediately immediately were like oh no that's sold out now if you want to come you need to spend like 50 grand on like a villa package okay all right that, it's possible that i misunderstood i mean I, I i watched these fucking documentaries they're about an hour and a half a piece and it took me roughly three and a half to four hours each because of pausing and rewinding and so it's very possible that i misunderstood something so that's fine i'm just 
know, it's just that if you're going to go to a music festival that's like a multi-day event, you yeah. have to, like, the package idea is, like, you have to have somewhere where you're going to be sleeping. That's true, yeah. During that's that true. time. So that's why yeah. instead of, like, a typical concert where you're just like, I need a fucking ticket, you need, like, a package. Gotcha. And that makes sense because it was supposed to be two separate weekends. Yeah, and it was, like... A, weekend one and weekend two yeah. like pat like a package deal yeah i gotta stop saying package it's losing all meaning <laughs> so i want to discuss my thoughts on norman's key uh billy said he purchased this island for 10 million dollars but the way i read and heard everything the owner of the island told billy not to say it was pablo escobar's island yeah they were trying to distance themselves from him so, in the first minute of the commercial, the fucking text says, Come party on Pablo Escobar's island! Which, uh, which made two things happen. One, Oren X, is it X it's or X? It's It's A-K-S. It's okay. Axe. Axe. I keep saying X. I'm really, really sorry, my dude. Axe. Yeah, uh, he's getting bombarded with messages from people saying that they lost relatives to Pablo Escobar. Yeah, because honestly, and we're definitely covering that at one point, oh. but the, don't even get me started on that cartel. They murdered a lot of fucking a people. A lot of fucking... So, and he's not like... This didn't happen a hundred years ago. So it's like I understand that they were going for like this whole like outsider outlaw, like big party gangster vibe. Right. But you fucking offended a lot of people. So thanks. Yeah. And like right. poor, and poor poor Oren's Orin. like I don't even know how to respond to this. He's because... just like I'm literally just the social media guy. Like what do you want me to do? Like he literally had no. Oh my god, I feel so fucking bad for him. It wasn't his idea to be like is Pablo Escobar's no. island. That's so fucking not. cool. And then oh, uh, the second sorry. thing that happened was the owner of the island, which I was under the impression was Billy McFarland, it's not. said he could no longer use the island for the festival, which further proves that it was one of two things. Either he never bought the island at all, and it was a lease, or he did, but uh, he did it with the understanding that he wasn't going to use the name Pablo Escobar, and because he did, the owner was like, fuck you, now you can't use it. Yeah, no, you can't... Once a sale goes through, he would have been able to do whatever he wanted. And my, that's what I thought. My understanding is that they had a very strict and very carefully written lease agreement okay. that explicitly stated that they were not permitted to make any reference to Pablo Escobar or the Medellin cartel. Medellin, sorry. God damn it. American. Sorry, I'm bitching <laughs> at myself. But you can't do that. Like, that was literally written out and it. He signed it and agreed to it and then immediately violated it. So his lease basically okay. was breached at that point. That makes a lot of sense then. Because when he said, oh yeah, we purchased it and then that happened, I was like, okay, then you probably didn't fucking purchase it. The other thing is, you know he's a fucking liar because he later claimed on documents he was using to get additional investments that they were given an island and that wasn't fucking true either which documentary was that in i'm pretty sure it's in the hulu one oh, but it might be in the part. netflix one i watched them back to back 
but I'm like, he actually in documents, which you have to have a lot of different kinds of financial documents to present to people if, the, if they're like legit investors who might consider giving your business money, like you have to have records to prove that it's a sound investment and he forged documents. And I'm telling you, on one of them, he claimed that they were given an island for this festival. Like, actually given it. They owned it. They didn't even pay for it. That's what he was trying to say. And he was adding the value, the cash value of that island as being part of their company then. Because it would be an asset that you would be able to resell. Right. Okay. Well, I must have missed that part when I, I could have been writing something down and just forgot to pause it and then missed it so i'm glad you're here because holy shit Whew. all right so now it's uh, i think it's the hulu one i'm pretty sure that this is where the timeline's gonna start fucking up well whatever six weeks out and billy has no island yeah they don't six even, weeks literally don't even have a location now there's no location six fucking weeks out from the festival and they don't Six cancel weeks. it because why would they? I don't fucking even begin to understand how you'd be like, I'm still going to pull this off, but whatever. So he I starts don't... island shopping and he eventually, yeah, eventually he lands on Great Exuma. There's an airport. There's a hotel with things like running water. There's an infrastructure in place. One problem. Well, several problems, but one big problem the weekend he chose for Firefest was the same weekend as the National Regatta. The National Regatta is basically Carnival, Mardi Gras, and the fucking Super Bowl all rolled into one for the Bahamas. It's a big fucking deal. It's a big fucking deal. So, hotels are booked a year in advance. Car rentals don't exist because all the cars are rented. This is literally like their Dragon Con. It's yes, their dragon it's con. their fucking dragon con. It is. I would even go so, so far as to say, because probably more people know it, San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, but we're East Coasters. We are East Coasters. So I'm so, just gonna fuck stick. San Diego Comic Con. Oh no, not fuck you. No, I didn't. I didn't mean I that. I just like, meant that I can't afford to travel that far. I think that's why I said fuck San Diego Comic Con because I'll never be able to afford to get there. We're just bitter, but we like you and think you're cool and yeah. would love to come, but we can't afford it. When I turned 30, I was like, I'm going to get out there before I'm 40, and I'll be 40 in a couple of months, and I still haven't been out there, so there you go. I mean, I only made it to Dragon once because I'm perpetually broke. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the event brings in a lot of revenue for the island. Billy was warned not to have the festival the same weekend, but did he listen? Of course not. A fucking of course not, because why would he? He has the confidence of a mediocre white man, and that's all you need in Billy Land. Oh, Billy Land. So now what? Well, Delroy, Delroy Jackson. Oh, I love Delroy. Love Delroy. He's big love for Delroy. Uh, he was a local Bahamian hired to be a fixer for the festival. Except no one would listen to him. The fuck does he know? He just lives there, right? He just fucking lives there and probably knows more about the practical aspects of setting this up than fucking Billy ever does. But what do I know? Nothing. 
he would try to get them on track and be met with, don't worry about it, or we got it. Y'all, he fucking tried. He fucking tried. If there's, like, honestly one thing that I feel really enraged about, it's about, like, how ripped off, like, so many of these Bahamians were in this process, and Delroy's definitely one of them. Oh, he's definitely, he got fucked hard. They broke, yeah. they, like, busted their backs, like, trying to make this happen. Yeah. And raised all of these practical, very sensible objections and just were not listened to. And then got dicked out of payment. Like, I'm fucking pissed about it. Yeah. Wow, we're getting a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, words. Oh my god. Notifications? That's not the word, but we're gonna go with that. Get a lot of notifications on the, uh, on the Instagram, so that's pretty cool. Everyone loves the Instagram. Meanwhile, I'm just over here trying to run Twitter and no one cares. <laughs> We're close to 100 followers on Instagram, so that's pretty fucking cool. We only have 10 Twitter followers because I'm terrible at life. Oh, hey, if you like, if you, if you, if you follow us on Instagram, why don't you go ahead and follow us on Twitter too? That'd be pretty sweet. All right. Um... So at one point, Ja Rule took Delroy aside and straight out asked him if the festival was going to happen. Delroy said no. He Del flat out was like, no, I don't see how this is going to happen. That's because Delroy is a smart fucking guy. For one thing, building the necessary infrastructure on the island would have taken minimum 12 months. Minimum. Billy wanted to do this in a third of the time. The fucking contractors were contacted. Are you ready for this, y'all? 45 days out. 45 yeah. days out. That's like a month and a half. That's literally a month and it's a half. That's not enough time. No. That's not enough time. If, if you can't plan your fucking wedding in four months, you cannot plan a festival in four months. Can I just, like, assure you that... You could not fucking pull this off, like, in that short amount. It, like, even if you had a fucking black card, you probably still could not do this with not in no four time. No. Despite all of this, the fucking concert wasn't canceled. The original idea was to have people sleep on cruise ships. Which, like... Which kind of made sense because there's beds and running water and showers, whatever. Okay. I mean, here's my thing with that. That was literally just another one of their stupid Hail Marys after it was brought to their attention that they weren't going to be able to fit all those fucking people in the space that they had. Do you want to bring up Keith at this point? I love Keith. Pilot. Chunky sweater Keith the pilot. For the record, um, Keith the pilot learned how to fly using Microsoft Flight Simulator. That's fucking cool. <laughs> But, no, well, yeah, he did, he was one of the main people in the documentaries that warned them that they weren't going to have enough space, and then tried to point out that they just weren't even thinking about fundamental needs by telling them they don't even have enough toilets for all the people that yeah. they sold tickets to, mm -hmm. and they didn't care. No. Like, they don't fucking listen. No. When actual, like, he made a map and everything and was, like, showing it to, they just don't listen. Yeah. Ugh. The map that Billy spill, spilled a beer on. Yeah, because that's how much attention he fucking gave to being told that this could not be done. He didn't care. We have big love for Keith. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I love your sweater. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy, he was, was he, he was German, right? He was one of the German people. German people. He was one of the German. Was he a contractor? I don't remember. I just remember that he was a pilot, but I'm not sure like what his actual job was. I don't remember. Except being the awesome guy that's like you haven't even thought about well, toilets. Fucking Billy fired him. Which, okay, whatever, Billy. Well, that's what people do when. Someone who's actually fucking honest is like, listen, yeah. here are all the problems. And and you're somebody who is not gonna... You're not in good faith at that point. Like, you're right. not actually trying to deliver on your investment. When someone's giving you concrete data that says, like, hey, listen, this isn't possible. When you ignore that over and over again, that's next level fucking deception. And then you fire everybody who tries to do the right thing. Yeah. So, the uh, the cruise ship plan went out the window, and they decided people were going to stay in tents. Which, to Keith's credit, he and his wife did try to sleep on the beach in a tent one night, and he said it was absolutely not a viable option. Just yet another time, like, he pointed out that their plan was terrible, like, and flawed on a fundamental level, and they didn't listen. Well, Andy King even said Billy should have had 12 months instead of the joke of a time frame that he wanted. Yeah. One of the reasons that this blew up so hard was because Kendall Jenner made an Instagram post about it. Uh, she got paid 250k to make that fucking post, which, by the way, I'm in the wrong line of fucking work. I need to be an Instagram influencer because holy um, shit. Or you just need to be someone who was already born into a super fucking rich family and doesn't even need the money anyway because she's famous for her fucking family. And, I mean, okay, I'm I'm gonna get sued by Kendall I'm Jenner. Sure. Please don't sue us, Kendall Jenner. I don't have any money, Kendall Jenner, so I guess give it a shot. <laughs> Uh, the point of the, but the point was to show that great music would be involved, but because Kendall made the post, people naturally assumed that Kanye West was going to be performing. Plot twist: he was not. He was not scheduled to be to be a performer. He was not scheduled to attend. I don't think he was even contacted to be a performer in Fire Festival. But people rightfully assumed that he would be because Kendall Jenner is the one that made the post. So, that's... What the fuck? Sorry. Um, I don't know. 
I didn't do it. I know you didn't. <laughs> I'm a good person. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Billy and Grant had created and sold villa packages that straight up didn't exist. They were, this is where I got confused. They ranged in price from 25K to 250K. So now they had to find housing for 500 people that they didn't fucking have housing for. Well, and that, and plus, like, a whole bunch of Instagram influencers who they got to promote the festival well, by promising them free lodging. Yeah, that's coming. So they fucked themselves so hard. So hard. In terms of just space and housing, which is a basic fucking thing if you're going to do a multi-day a multi event. Yeah. Uh, they had oversold the lodge packages, which were tents on the main beach. He claims he rented $2 million worth of housing. <laughs> I remember that. And the box of keys went missing. I call major bullshit on that. He lost the Matthew key. Yeah, even the guy was like, so you're telling me that the keys, the box of keys went missing. And he's like, yes. And I went, you know why they went missing? Because you didn't fucking have them to begin with. <laughs> You just know that, like, the documentary guy was like, fuck you, you liar. But, oh, my, like, and he couldn't say that. But, like, with his tone, because he's a professional. Oh, his tone was basically, you're like, a fucking piece of shit. Do you really expect me to buy this shit sandwich? <laughs> because I don't. Sir, sir, you're trying to sell me the Brooklyn Bridge. Please stop. <laughs> sir. Uh... It came, and then it came down from the top that all the 250 influencers were promised a one-bedroom, three-person villa on the beach for one post. Which I and they didn't exist. Which I firmly believe that they did because one of the biggest ongoing issues with this was fucking cash flow. Mm -hmm. So it was like a stall, just like everything else they do. Which is, I don't have the money to pay them right now, so I'll promise the payment in the form of housing later yeah. and i'll figure out how to do that by the time it gets here right no you won't my dude you absolutely did not figure that out so here's another person i have big love for get in there mark weinstein oh my god man bun <laughs> man bun yoga instructor big love for mark weinstein oh my god mark was a consultant for firefest and he was telling Billy to cut people from pretty much the beginning. He was like, listen, bro, you can't fucking do this. And Billy was like, I can do this. Okay, bro. Uh, they had nowhere to put these people. He was practically begging him to cut the non-paying influencers. He did not. Y'all, he fucking tried. Yeah, I think my favorite thing about Mark Weinstein is like his sheer tone of like you are not gonna fucking believe this when he tells you like the responses that he got back to this shit like my favorite thing i think about this is when they're like we are not a problem oriented organization we are solution oriented that's exactly what he fucking it's said it's literally a fucking fancy way of being like i don't want to hear about the problems so don't fucking tell me Big love for Mark Weinstein. Who looks exactly like you think a cool yoga instructor would look like. He's awesome. And for the record, both Mark and Oren, uh, Oren are fucking 
really attractive men. And yeah, I'm married, but I also have eyes. I mean, it's totally fine. They if they can it. promote a fake music festival with sex models, <laughs> which to their credit, they didn't know was a fake music festival. They no, thought it was and real. The models were just doing a fucking job. Exactly. They had no idea. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, if they can use oh. sexiness to promote this festival, then we yep. can talk about whether or not people are attractive. Yes. And they and fucking are. also be really jealous of how amazing, like, models' bodies are. You know, Andy King is also pretty attractive. I'm just saying that for the record. I like older men. He has an Instagram. He does have an Instagram, and I'll be tagging him. <laughs> so does Mark Weinstein. I did not know that Mark Weinstein had an Instagram. He does. I do not get on there that much. <laughs> I do follow Ariana Grande, though. <laughs> so, guess who got involved now? You're right. I didn't guess anything. You're still right. <laughs> no one. <laughs> no, no, somebody got involved. A financier named Calvin Wells, who is my personal fucking hero, next to... Oh, is that the Twitter that's guy? That's the guy, that's the Twitter okay. guy. The Twitter okay. guy, Billy first got on his radar because of Magnesis. Uh, he was noticing cardholders getting access to concert tickets well below market value, which then led to finding out a lot of these cardholders never got what was promised to them. Which, by the way, this guy is so fucking funny. Because, like, I funny. love when he's like, <laughs> listen to me when I tell you that you cannot buy tickets to the Victoria's Secret fashion show because I fucking tried, tried. really yeah. hard. Which I, which I will up. get to that. Yeah, when I, when he said that, I lost it. I laughed. I was like, at least he's honest. You are so fucking funny. I love him so I would, much. I'm I don't not. know if he has an Instagram, but I'm gonna fucking find out because holy shit. <laughs> he's funny. If he does, I need to follow him because holy fuck. And pretty cool because he's like, fuck you and mm. you're fraud. He's and pretty I'm gonna awesome. Expose you. I love him. Uh, so yeah, he was noticing, you know, concert tickets were being sold and then these people were getting their reservations canceled and the tickets were never coming through so when he saw the video for Firefest, he was like what is this bullshit and he noticed a lot of bands that he had worked with in the past so he immediately started calling agents and he was like the fuck is happening which they, like how fucking cool are you if you're just like i know these people right I'm just going right. to call him up and ask a couple yeah. questions. Like, this doesn't sound right to me. What's going on? And they're like, yeah, you know, they're offering us two times what their cost was. Oh, and they haven't been paid yet. And he's like, oh, really? Okay. Here we fucking go. So he digs even he more. He digs some more down this rabbit hole and realizes... That they, y'all, you can't make this shit up. They had rented an area north of Sandals Resort and then photoshopped out the bottom portion of the map to, <laughs> oh to make it look so, like it was a private island because that's what they originally said in their advertising. Oh my god. Like, you can't make that shit up. It happens. <laughs> I'm laughing because this is the first time I'm hearing it, like, out loud after writing it down. And I'm just like, wow. Oh, my God. Y'all, you can't make this up. You just can't. You can't. 
So he decided the world needed to know about this. So he created the Twitter at Firefraud. Dun dun dun. Which is what the Hulu documentary is basically called Firefraud. My nose will not stop itching. Oh my god. He puts everything out there. And nothing fucking happens. what happens you can scream the truth <sighs> at the top of your lungs and <laughs> people will just be like i'm gonna ignore you so most people would be like all right i did what i could i put it out there nobody did anything oh no not calvin wells calvin was like fuck this i'm getting a plane and i'm flying down there because i want to see what's fucking happening so he did and he took pictures of what was going on down there and guess what he fucking found? Those luxury tents on the beach that were 25K? <laughs> They're FEMA they tents. They were FEMA tents left over from Hurricane Matthew. They're fucking FEMA tents. They're fucking FEMA tents, y'all. They really legitimately are FEMA tents. <sighs> this guy definitely rolled a one on everything. <laughs> They're like, FEMA tents. You fucking rolled a one, Billy. A one. But he rolled a ten on charisma, which pisses me off. I don't... See, I don't find him charming at all, but that's just because, like... All the D&D nerds are going, it's a twenty! Sorry. See, I didn't even know that, so if you're gonna be mad, you should probably be mad at me. So I was like, I don't fucking know. I don't know what I said. I just know that Billy annoys me, but... So, the day laborers are working around the clock, and there's about 200 of these guys. Billy can't pay them. I wrote down play them, for the record. He did play them. Oh, he absolutely did play them, but he could not pay them. Musical acts aren't getting paid. Payments are late, etc. He's trying to raise money for the festival by putting packages up that he just did not fucking have. Like, there was one that was like, you could swim with dolphins or some shit? That did not exist. Did anything exist? The pigs were real. Yeah, but I think those those pigs were on the other island. They were. So you weren't even really going to get to play with the pigs. Isn't there something called Pig Island in the Bahamas? I don't know that I much know about either. the Bahamas, except that white, like, rich white people go there to vacation and pretend that it's this, like, perfect fucking place when really there's a lot of poverty there. Yeah, there and it's bullshit. I want to go to the Bahamas and eat all the, like, food and spend my money in all the restaurants and just tell people I'm really sorry the Firefest fucked you guys over. I just want to, like, ring out Billy McFarlane like a sham wow. So oh, you that... know what we could do? We could go, we could cut his head off and present it to the people of Bahamia and be like, we present you the head of Billy McFarlane and then we would be gods. I just want to give them money. I was going to say ring him out like he's a sham wow and then all the money that falls out, they get to keep it. <laughs> I like that. But I like giving them the head. Okay, clearly I'm a bad what person. What are they going to do with a severed head? Put it on a stake at the beach and say, This is what we do to scam artists! <laughs> That's no? bad really idea. dark. It I'm going to stick with the money plan. You can do what you want with the severed head plan. I mean, your plan is probably better. Plus, less messy. I just want them to get their money. So, at this point, he's a snake oil salesman. Let's be honest. At this point, that's what he fucking is. So, then out of the fucking nowhere, a site came online called firekey.com. 
Dun, dun, dun. F-Y-R-E-C-A-Y.com. I don't know if, if it's still around. I did not check. I do not know if it is still around. But it was created to destroy Firefest, and we have no idea who created it. They didn't actually say... So I'm, I'm betting that we still have no idea who actually created FireKey.com. But it was posting pretty specific details and pictures of what was going on. Uh, it had to be someone on the inside. No idea who it was, but whoever you were, you're my fucking hero, honestly. Mark Weinstein said they were all called into the quote-unquote war room for a meeting where everyone was basically threatened with legal action if it was them leaking the info. Andy King told Billy, look, just get the message out now that there were no luxury villas, no yachts, and the like. They're gonna find out anyway. Just be honest and upfront about it. But this is Billy fucking McFarland, so that definitely didn't happen. He doesn't do these things. No, he does not. So, the attendees started getting emails. This is where my pen died. <laughs> started getting emails about filling their fire band, which is a wristband, which it's kind of like the um, the magic band that Disney World has now, where you yeah. can link your credit card to it, which is a fucking cool idea. But anyway, uh because the event was, it was cashless. It was a cashless experience. So they were recommending $300 a day. This was 100% because the company needed more money. There, I mean, there's just, there's no other, that was it. It's also just like really dumb to say that you're gonna do this when you need some pretty serious Wi-Fi to pull that off, which they did not have. No. They absolutely did not have Wi-Fi on a deserted island. Hashtag. I don't know why I just did that. I did the quotation marks and then said hashtag. Jesus. My brain, y'all. There weren't enough tents, and the houses that were sourced weren't getting paid, or the keys were lost. They had no lodging for 350 people. Mark was outright told to lie to investors like Corolla Jane because his emails were alarming her. There was an email included in the one documentary, and I don't know if it was real or a paraphrase or what, but it was from Billy to Mark saying, please don't include partners on emails. This just fucked us with money. Again, I don't know if that was an actual real email or not, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was. At least someone was trying to look out for Corolla because it sure as fuck wasn't Billy. They basically told Mark they wouldn't pay him. They basically said, if you fucking continue to do this, we're not going to pay you. Which I think is illegal AF, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I mean, it's illegal to ask anybody to give false information to investors because giving false information under those pretenses is fraud. You're you're saying something that's not true to get yes, money. Yes, exactly. Well, fucking Mark. Dude, I am so fucking sorry. Honestly. Good God. They had a $6 million food service uh, contract with Star Catering. And only $1 million allocated. And Billy fired them over the phone. He looked directly at Andy and asked if he could salvage it 
And I gotta say, y'all, I loved Andy's response, which was, oh my gosh, I have two weeks to come up with food service for 6,000 kids? This is gonna be fascinating. Andy, I fucking love you. <laughs> Seriously, I fucking adore you. With every passing minute, I love you more. To add on to that, they ordered $2 million in booze. This is my favorite fucking story. I love Delroy Jackson. The best part of that, there's duty on booze in the Bahamas. It's 45%. 45% of two million is $900,000 they now owe in booze tax to the Bahamas. Which, like, you know their dumbasses didn't check that beforehand. And you know they don't have that. They don't have anything. <laughs> $900,000. Like, the only person in this whole thing that I really believe oh. got paid was Kendall Jenner. Oh, because, yes, like, she did. Because she yeah. comes from a family that knows that you do not fucking do anything until you get payment. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that they actually said that she did oh, get Oh, Kendall paid. Jenner got her money. She knows what's up. So at least, because I, when I said that to Nate, he even said to me, well, did she get paid? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure she got Listen, paid. Listen, <laughs> when you come from a family that's literally become famous, basically, from... Nothing? Well, no, I mean, they... Rob... I'm sorry. Rob Sr. Kardashian was famous and was a lawyer. And a good one, from yeah. what I understand, but, like, they literally parlayed that reputation into a bunch of businesses, and they would not have the kind of money, still the kind of empire that they have today, if they let people just basically promise to pay them later. You don't get rich that way. No. That's why I'm never gonna be rich. Yeah. Can I pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today is not how you get rich. You did not just go Popeye. Uh, I don't- was that Popeye? Bluto, the the Bluto guy's the one that says that it's from the the Popeye cartoons. You know what? That's fine because Popeye is amazing. He's a sailor, and sailors sail in the water, so I'm sure there are sailors in the Bahamas, so it is relevant. Shut up! Let me have that. <laughs> oh my God! Everybody, just turn this off because I'm stupid. No, if they were gonna turn it off, it would have been back at the beginning when I insulted second graders true fact. I'm sorry guys if you hear some ruckus going on out there. Uh, Nate and his brother are help are uh, fixing our lighting in the living room and that's what's happening right now. So if you hear ruckus, it's not haunted. We're not being murdered. Probably. Yet because the Martin Luther King episode's not posted yet. That's when I'm getting murdered. <laughs> We're gonna get murdered. It's gonna we be get fun, taken guys. out probably by the CIA. Awesome. And if I get murdered, hopefully Jess will let people know that it happened. Oh, don't worry. I will. Then I'll get murdered. I'll be fine. I hope you don't get murdered. I hope not either. I'm okay with it if I get murdered. <laughs> I'm not okay with it for the record. I mean, I knew when I was reading that book that shit was getting real. And I still did it. This is me putting our train back on the track. I'm sorry. No, I you're fine. Listen. It's okay. My whole job on this podcast is to derail your thought train. As is my job when when it's talking. my turn, yeah. yeah. So I mean, we're 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 derailing each other's trains and we're being sexy while we're doing it. 
Sure, because I have a t-shirt on that says thesaurus right now. I mean, I have That's a Hamilton t-shirt What on. could possibly be sexier than graphic tees? For the record, that dinosaur is fucking adorable. It's just because he has glasses on and he's reading. That's so cute. What's cuter than that? Nothing. He's so cute. I love him. Alright, we've digressed too far. We're getting back on track. Okay. Everything's okay. <clears throat> We're really sorry. Alright. Please don't turn us off. <laughs> so one day out. Mark sent an email out to Billy and Grant, basically begging them, again, to cancel people. He said 300 guests landing on a remote island, being herded over in yellow buses, fucking school buses, brought to, uh, I don't, is it Roker's Point? or I think it's Roker's Point. Only to find out they have nowhere to sleep and are trapped here. Did they listen? Do you think they did? No, because they never fucking do. Y'all... Say it with me. He fucking tried. That's like, there's so many fucking people that tried in this story and just like straight up got shot down or fired. I know. It's unbelievable how many people told him, dude, this is not going to work out the way you think it's going to work out. And he was like, I got this, bro. You don't got this. Isn't, like, Andy the one that at one point says that he takes, like, he sometimes asks himself if he didn't make problems worse by solving problems? Like, he would be asked to solve the catering or whatever, and it's like, he somehow manages to do it. I don't know if that was Andy or if that was Mark. I thought it was Maybe it was. One of them said, One of them definitely you know, said, like, We should have just stopped solving I kind problems. of feel bad because maybe by trying to solve problems, I allowed this to continue mm-hmm. on for longer than it should have. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's not your, you're no. not the one in charge. Like No. It's like, Andy, we don't fucking blame you. For the record, we also don't blame Mark or Delroy or Oren. If your name is not Billy McFarland, I believe Ja Rule or Ja Rule, which I'll be talking about that later. I'm getting sued mm, by Jeffrey Atkins right now. Jeffrey Atkins, because nothing about this is slander. So fuck you. Anyway, sorry. I kind of blame Ja Rule, but I think a lot of people do. So people started asking questions that weren't getting answered. Negative comments were being deleted, which is a personal pet fucking peeve of mine because it happened to me once. I'm not going to mention who did it, but I was hot about it and I'm still hot about it. And this happened like three years, two years ago. Jess stays mad a long time. Yeah, I do. So keep that in mind when you try to murder me, CIA. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll begrudge you for the rest of my life. All right. Um, comments with keywords like lineup, artist, scam, fraud, festival, details, flights, were blocked. Can we just be real? If you have to block the word festival when you're having a and music scam. a music festival, <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah. You know you're doing something shady. Yeah. Don't say that you didn't. And the comments were eventually disabled. And Oren, I keep saying Oren. Is that his name? Is yeah, it, it's Oren I, I keep, X. I keep thinking I'm pronouncing it incorrect. No, it's Oren X. It is Oren X. Okay. So Oren actually said, like, he was reading off the keywords 
that were blocked. And he was like, and then Grant made me go back and do them in all caps because he didn't believe they were case sensitive. So Grant's a fucking idiot. Um, seriously, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Grant. I'm gonna get sued by him now, too. I don't know why. He's, I mean, he's got nothing, so... Who just, I hate when people, when you tell someone, like, you know for sure that something is not case sensitive, and they're like, you don't fucking know. I do, or I wouldn't have, okay, I'm good. It's like, Grant, my job is literally tech. Literally, my job is tech. Like, when you hire social media people, you should probably trust that they know what they're talking about when it comes to social media, but whatever. What the fuck do I know? Instead, just get hired for something you don't fucking know how to do. Okay, I'm good, I'm done. I'm getting it soon. They they had built this up so much at this point that you, they they can't cancel it now. They can't. It, they've built it up so much that canceling it is not an option. I mean, it is if you're a decent person, but I'm sure he. But as we've already, I'm sure <laughs> Billy's attitude was exactly yeah. that. This, my friends, brings us to the best story, in my opinion. This is to come out of fire festival. This is legit her favorite thing. It will explain my love for Andy King, and it will also explain why he's the current spokesperson for Evie on Water, which is my favorite fucking thing ever right now. I did not know that Evian had that good of a sense of humor, but they that's do. cool. And this is the water story, y'all. And if you don't know this story, buckle up. It's wild. And Andy. I fucking love you. Seriously. That's in all caps. I just want you to know she is. I spoke in all caps. All caps speaking. Big love <laughs> for Andy King. Seriously. Whoever hates when we repeat things is very I'm upset really right sorry, now. but I'm I'm considering the fucking cameo because he's on cameo right now and I'm like, oh, I should get that. <laughs> I'm really thinking about it. I just like to emphasize things that I think are important. Water story. Okay. There were four 18-wheeler trucks full of Evian water, and Customs wanted 175k to get it out. Do you think they had that money? Of course they fucking did. Of course did. they fucking did. They had like 12 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, and this is where the timeline gets a little skewed for me, but I had to figure out a way to work this in, so I'm working it in now. Even though... Um, at some point, Billy had engaged in wire fraud. Which is super not cool. That's a serious crime. And took out a loan with a possible loan shark for $3 million with a 128% interest rate. But sure thing. Whatever. Billy fucking McFarland. He's super good at business, except not really. He's super good at business. In the same way that I am super good at relationships. I am also super good at advanced calculus. No one fucking knows how bad I am at relationships. No one knows you. how bad I am at regular algebra. So. She can't really do math. I do love Jess. I love I her. No, I can't. She can't really do math. No. Though. there's, And I'm not offended about that because it's 100% true. And I'm bad at being a person, so... <laughs> so we even each other out. Level playing field. <laughs> um, so this motherfucker calls Andy and asked him to take one big thing for the team. Now, I had no idea what he was talking about when I first saw this, um, this documentary. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And Billy referred... <laughs> 
referring to Andy as their gay leader, and I was like, here we fucking go. I know exactly where I this feel is like going. He, I feel like he used the word fearless, too. Like, I think he I did. I swear to God. He did. I don't That's think I'm making that up, okay? No, he did. He said, you are our fearless gay leader. And That's I, what he said. And I remember when yes. I heard that the first time, I was like, you fucking creep. What are you gonna do? Oh, I knew exactly where this was going. I was like, here we fucking go. This motherfucking the motherfucky. New word. Done. <laughs> New word. Hashtag fucky. This motherfucker asked Andy to go down and literally suck the dick of the customs agent so that he would release the water. Here's my question. Like, are would you are you insulted by this, or are you like, I'm so good that a blowjob's worth a hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars? Are you asking me why I'm mad? I'm at like I'm actually asking Andy King, even oh. though I don't expect an answer. Like, Andy, email us for the love of God. Did you feel like disgusted slash enraged by this, or were you like, yeah, I'm not good. I'm worth that much money. I mean, he is worth that much money. Avion thinks so. I mean, he's just awesome, (laughs) but I don't expect an answer to that. I just, I wonder that personally. So he said, and this is a direct quote, this is, I took this from the documentary so that I had the wording correct. This is from the Netflix one. The Netflix documentary. He said, I drove home, took a shower, drank some mouthwash, and I got into my car and drove across the island to take one for the team. And I died a little bit inside because I was simultaneously impressed and fucking enraged and offended for him. He walked into this guy's office fully prepared to suck his dick. Andy, I fucking love you and I can't say that enough. Hashtag, I fucking love Andy King. I'm gonna make that hashtag when this goes live. If I remember. She won't. I'll remind you. Thank you. <laughs> Thankfully. I'm writing it down. <laughs> Thankfully, it didn't come to that. The water was released on the understanding that they would be paid first. Andy, motherfucking king, y'all. My personal hero. <sighs> okay. <clears> okay. <throat> The night before the festival was supposed to happen, it rained. And when I say it rained, I mean it monsooned. Thunder, lightning, the whole nine. It literally destroyed everything. And Mark swears he heard someone say they won't be able to get away with it now. He says, I swear to God, I, I'm, I'm, I swear I heard someone say that. He doesn't know who said it, but he doesn't think he was hallucinating. He, he really thinks that somebody said that. Guests are showing up in six hours and the tents are unlivable. The ground is muddy. The mattresses are fucking The mattresses wet. are soaked. Like... Anything that they even remotely had has been destroyed at this point. Attendees were in the airport ready to fly to the Bahamas when Blink-182 canceled. 
hard love for Blink-182. I'm certain they knew that this was a shit show. But they probably hadn't been paid. I don't think any of them had been paid. That should have set an, al an alarm bell off somewhere. Like, it's the day of. I'd be like, hmm. Well, it's just one band. What could go wrong? Which is pretty <laughs> much what people did. But yeah, like, it's just one band. It's fine. Whatever. I just think... And I think, okay. I remember somebody being like, well, it's not like they said, like, oh, the festival's going to be a, da a disaster or something. You, that's not classy. You don't do that. Like, you can't just, like, s professionally, I guess it's libel if it's print, I was going to say slander. But you can't. I learned the there, difference between the two from Spider-Man. Well, there are laws for a reason, and, like, you can't just print, especially if they didn't know for sure everything, which they had no way of knowing. Right. So Their agent probably so said, hey. They were being classy. They didn't badmouth them. They were just like, look, we don't think that we're going to be able to put on, like, the level of show that our fans deserve. Like, they're not yeah. going to get on Twitter and be like, this is a shit show. Get out. Like, right. People don't go. Don't go. Well, you can't do that. No, you can't. You can't do that. So, because, especially because they really didn't have the proof. So they couldn't just be like, fuck this show, Billy McFarlane's that, a con man. They just knew that their terms hadn't been met as agreed to. Right, exactly. And that's more than enough. If yeah. you're supposed to have agreed to do a job and the other person doesn't hold up their end, you don't fucking have to do a damn thing. Like, right. No, you don't. They already breached. I think, uh, I think at least Tom DeLong has a Instagram. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll tag him when this drops. Um, so, Billy has the attendees shoveled to another resort while they're trying to fix the very large amount of bullshit he now has to own up to. Which he still isn't planning on owning up to. <sighs> so, they were held at this resort for hours, just funneling alcohol down these people's throats. Because, of course, when you're drunk, maybe you won't give a fuck about what you're about to see. Except... I can never be drunk enough to not give a fuck about what is just placed in front of me. No one, I mean, I don't think most people get so drunk that they don't notice that they're sleeping on a soggy mattress in a FEMA tent. If I'm drunk and I order a sloppy joe and I am given literally shit on bread, I think I would still be cognitive enough to realize that this is not sloppy joe, this is shit on bread. Did you know, I use that right? Cognitive? I, yeah. Okay. I, the face I'm making is because... <laughs> That's great. I love it. I'm like, I'm imagining this like too vividly and I don't want to think about a shit sandwich. Fire Festival is a shit sandwich. Shit. I don't you know what said sandwich, which is totally effective. Shamwich. it is a it works. It is a sandwich. Fuck, now I almost said it correctly. <laughs> I can't. You know what? I'm done. I give up. <laughs> so... It was zero hour, and they had to start letting people in. So they did. The buses started showing up, and people could see the shit show. FEMA tents everywhere. Even, even the bus driver was commenting on what was happening, as he knew more than they did. That's when the social media reports started coming in. The pictures, the videos, they were flooding in because that's the age we currently live in. It was a mess. And it's like, if something fucks up, if you're an influencer and you have, you know, millions of followers, you're going to put it on fucking Instagram so that your followers can see the shit show that is happening. Like, it's going to happen. 
it got to the point that Billy's lawyers were sending out cease and desist letters saying they can't say negative things or they'll be sued. Here's the thing, though. You, you can say negative things if they're true. Exactly! You can't say it if it's false. Like, here's the thing. If I... Like, we can say really mean things as long as they're true. If it's I, fine. If, if a company out there is putting on a Doctor Who convention, and they tell me, if you buy the VIP for $3,000, I'm just lowballing it, and they got, let's say it's $10,000. Let's highball it. And they got every living doctor and every living companion and every living master. I'd have been like, oh. and I buy the fucking ticket and I get to the convention and what is put in front of me is absolutely not even close to that. I am taking to social media and I am going to fucking complain. Unless... Sasha Dawen is there. In that case, because you know what? she'll forget about That's everything else. I'll be like, you know what? This is fine. Or, you know da- or David Tennant. If it's just the two of them, I'd be like, you know what? I'll pay $3,000 for you to talk to me for five minutes if I had it, but I don't. I don't have any money. If I'm paying $3,000, it better mean more than five minutes. I'm just saying. I'm not implying anything else i'm just specifically stating it better be more than five minutes her tone was suspicious (laughs) anyway (laughs) so these kids paid a metric fuck ton of money didn't get what what was promised and they can't say negative things without being sued fuck that fuck that hardcore the luggage retrieval and tent grabbing was a free-for-all People were hoarding toilet paper, which we knew nothing about currently. I mean, in the that didn't turn out to play out to be a real truth. Like, definitely Jesus. hoard toilet paper, apparently. That's a thing. They were hoarding pillows, even mattresses, which I don't really understand that, but whatever. Okay. I want all the soggy mattresses. Okay, well, a, you know, this isn't the princess and the pea, but you in do a you. Pile. <laughs> in a pile on the ground, okay? Okay. That's fine. You're gonna burn them? Like, holy shit. Huge clusterfuck. By sundown, every tent was full, and only a third of the guests had arrived. This is a big ball of yikes. Womp womp womp. You suck. At event planning. The Twitter post started with the now infamous pictures of the Steven Star catered meal. You remember, the guy that Billy fired over the phone? The meal consisted of two pieces of cheese on bread and a salad that consisted of probably about three pieces of lettuce and a slice of tomato. This is a legitimate photograph you can find online. In a styrofoam box. Yeah. Totally worth like 50 grams. Totally worth. You know, it's like, did Gordon Ramsay make this for me? If not, then fuck off. No, a two-year-old made this for me. Gordon Ramsay would never give you something that shysty. No, he wouldn't. Because he's actually a decent human being. We like him. He swears a lot. He does. He's our kind of people. For 48 hours, this was a huge news story. People saw just how fucked up things were. What was supposed to be an event that was Coachella meets Woodstock was actually Lord of the Flies meets The Hunger Games. Firefest was canceled before it even began. 
People were held in the Bahamas airport trying to get a flight home. They weren't given food or water. I think it was like 12 hours. It was a long fucking time. Finally got on the plane and then had to get back off the plane because there were 111 names on the manifest and 112 people on the plane. Or was it the other way around? Yep, that's correct. There was one extra person who wasn't on the manifest. So, Jesus Christ. The memes started. The jokes started. People were almost gleeful that this happened. Which, look, I'm gonna be straight with you. I don't fucking care who you are. I don't care how much money you've got. Getting scammed isn't funny. Um, I, okay, so I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I, as a poor person who never has anything, I can understand the level of schadenfreude that you might feel when someone who wastes $50,000 mm-hmm. on going to a concert mm-hmm. gets a terrible cheese sandwich. Yeah, I still, it's like, you laugh about, it was me. I would laugh about it after the fact. I'd be like, okay, you know what? If I don't laugh, I'm going to rage all over again. But it's like, y'all, you wouldn't think it was funny if this happened to your grandma. My grandma wouldn't spend $50,000 to go to the music. That's not the point. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. My she grandma might have. Wouldn't. Actually, no, I don't think she wouldn't. My I grandma's mean, up in heaven going, bitch! I really, I really and truly mostly feel bad like if if i were asked like who i think was most taken advantage of in this story i would maintain that it's the bahamians who didn't oh, get paid no for they absolutely got taken for a ride the bahamians got fucked hard like that, Jesus that restaurant owner like who owned the place that they were at for all those hours i think her name was marianne rolls i talk yeah i mentioned her like that poor fucking like that's oh my god i'm angry i'll get to that it'll make you less angry okay it probably won't it will i promise uh the only people that i would laugh at for getting scammed are actual con artists like if somebody conned a con artist i'd be like you know what fucking karma you got what you deserved so ha contractors didn't get paid and they were rightfully pissed and wanted their money it was an awful situation. The locals weren't getting paid, and it was so bad that they were putting literal hits out on people. Andy King almost got his ass kicked. Yeah. And he had to trade clothes with someone and hide in the back of a truck to be smuggled out. Didn't, like, Delroy get threatened a bunch, too? Did he? He I might have. So. He may have. I think he did, because they were like, where's our money? And he was like, <laughs> they literally didn't give me any fucking money. Was Delroy, was he in both? No. Okay. I thought he was just in the one. There were, there was, um, there were other Bahamian workers that got interviewed in, in the second That's documentary. True. Yeah. Who also got dicked out of a bunch yeah. of money. People were driven out of their homes over not being paid. Like. Which, like, you gotta understand, when you're desperate and you're broke, and it's to the point that you agreed to continue working basically for free Mm -hmm. because you need that money and like you just maintain the belief that you'll be paid like you're gonna be next fucking level pissed oh yeah i mean i would be i'd be like are you fucking kidding me right now so yeah there was some violence hundreds of thousands of dollars were lost five hundred thousand dollars were owed to the day laborers marianne roll 
owned a restaurant on the island and damn near lost everything. Do you know why I say damn near? Because she didn't lose everything. And you can fucking thank Andy King and or Mark Weinstein for that. I can't remember which one. It was one of them. Set up a fucking GoFundMe for her. And she made back every cent and then some. I mean, I'm mildly satisfied by it, but I think Billy should have had to be willing oh, no. to pay it. Oh, no. He should have. And then it was one of the two of them. Then was setting up one for the day laborers so they would get paid. And I believe they did as well. Uh, the, and I said the fund is there now, or at least it was. I, I don't think, I did check on GoFundMe to see if it was up and it was not. So that makes me think that they did meet their goal and they did get paid. However, I did find two other uh, campaigns on GoFundMe and one of them is awesome and the other one we really need to fucking talk about. The awesome one was started by Marianne Roll and she started it on behalf of someone else that was affected on the island and the goal uh, is 250k and it's almost reached. It's at like 235 and change now so if you feel at all inclined, if you would like to go to GoFundMe and type in Fire Festival, and you can, t uh, I believe, or Fire Fest, I, I know it was Marion Roll. I forget. It's called Great Great Eczema or something. I don't, I don't remember the actual name of it, but it started by Marion Roll. It says her name in the, uh, in the description. But I found something very interesting when I searched GoFundMe, and this was this morning. <sighs> There is a fund on there called Icarus. And in parentheses, it's hashtag FreeBilly. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So I'm not going to name the person because first of all, I'm pretty sure it's a fake name. And second of all, I don't know how to fucking pronounce the last name. So it looks like oh, we'll talk about it off gobble gobbledygook is what it looks no, like no i know what it i know what it is i'm just like this is definitely a made up it's it's a made up name this person is trying to raise 90 million 90 million dollars to get billy out of jail spoiler he goes to jail they said he's known for plenty of successful business enterprises but became the fall guy for firefest guys oh my fucking god please Please, 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 please do not donate to this fucking GoFundMe. And if you do, I'm going to call you a fucking idiot to your face. I'm sure it's someone either in his circle or it's it's his own damn self that set it up. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me because I even asked if inmates had access to computers. And the answer I got was yes. Yeah. So... Please do not fucking donate. If you want to donate to any of them, please donate to Marianne Roll's GoFundMe. Billy is a con man, and this whole festival was a scam. The models and influencers were getting sued for something they had nothing to do with. He didn't lay anyone off from his company so they could collect unemployment. He just stopped paying them until they quit. I'm flipping off the microphone right now. Um, Billy was charged with wire fraud. He claimed the company earned millions in revenue when it actually only had about 60k. Once he was out on bail, living in a fucking penthouse suite in a hotel, no less, you think maybe he'd learn his lesson, right? 
No. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Firstly, this idiot seriously wanted to do Firefest 2018. Which would have been the next year after the first one didn't happen in 2017. My dude. Can we talk about that for a sec? How are you going to plan it when you're in fucking jail, first of all? I mean, I think he's still trying to do a second Firefest because I'm pretty sure he wrote a book or is writing a book. Oh my god, I hope he's writing a book. I don't because I think he should go fuck himself. I want him to write a book so badly so that I can rip it off because I'm not paying for it. I'm serious. There is a book. I don't know if it's done yet or not, but you're going to fucking love this. You know what the title is? Oh, please tell me what the title is. Prometheus with a Y, which by the way, it's Prometheus, you fucking dumbass, not Prometheus. The God of Fire, spelled F-Y-R-E. And by the way, you're not a god, you're a piece of shit. I'm serious. He's still trying to fucking make money off this shit. Like, he is not a good person. He's a creep. Andy, fucking talk him out of that book. Or get me a free copy, would you? Andy, never talk to him again because he's an asshole. Andy? He doesn't deserve your friendship, which is clearly fucking... You're obviously a loyal friend. He doesn't deserve your friendship. He sucks. No, you can be a loyal friend for studying Scarlet Podcast. We'll take care of you. We won't ask you to fucking suck anyone's dick for water. I can't promise to take care of anyone because I have no money, but we will love you. Um, Andy, when I say take care of you, I mean that I will microwave a Hot Pocket for you because that's pretty much all I can do. (laughs) I will try to cook you a fancy dinner one time and then you will get food poisoning and never talk to me again. A bunch of attendees, including Seth Crosno, who fucking Seth Crosno, I love you. I have big love for Seth Crosno as well. <laughs> you, you love a lot of people in this story. I have big love for everybody that's not Billy McFarland or Ja Rule. I have a lot of rage. I did not say that I have big love for Marianne Roll, but I do have big love for Marianne Roll. Okay. Just so that nobody's left out. So, they received emails from a company called NYC VIP. And the name of the person was Frank Tribble. Awesome name, by the way, because Tribble. That's amazing. Star Trek. Yes. At first, they thought it was someone targeting the Firefest email list, which makes sense. They thought he sold it, which, like, I think that's technically legal. So he probably would have been better off selling yeah. that list than doing what they actually yes. did. Um, they just assumed that he sold the email list. Um, but they shouldn't have, you know. because that would have been legal. But, but the emails kept coming. This person was offering tickets to the Masters in 2018. Then things like Coachella. But then it was to things like the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show and the Met Gala. You can't fucking get tickets. You cannot buy tickets to either one of those events because they are not open to the public. Anna Wintour fucking handpicks who's allowed to go to the Met Gala. Mm -hmm. Fuck you for not knowing that, Billy. Yep. And they, they, fuck it. Oh my god. They specifically say that in the Hulu documentary. Anna Wintour is you don't cross Anna Wintour. Anna Wintour, me. come at Billy. If you I have think some it was free time. I think it was last year I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to the Met Gala. How do you go? You don't. You, you get famous you and then you get invited. Go. Well you get famous and Anna Wintour has to like you. Yeah. If she doesn't, you can't fucking go. Exactly. So you gotta get famous and then be friends with Anna Wintour or someone that she's sleeping with, otherwise you ain't going. 
And she's be, definitely not sleeping with Billy McFarlane. You need to be like the best, or she'll be like, ugh, she would not like me. I don't think she'd like me either. Whatever. It's You know what? It's fine. Because I like you, and you like me, and our dogs like us, and it's, it's fine. I can't afford to go to the Met Gala anyway. It's okay. Know. It's fun just watching all the outfits that come out of it, though. So, it turns out, <laughs> NYC VIP was the child of, you guessed it, Billy fucking McFarland. Frank Tribble is a real person, by the way. He exists. It wasn't just a name. He used him so people wouldn't recognize his voice over the phone. Billy was out on bail for fraud and still committing fraud. I'd say unbelievable, but it's totally believable. That's, well, he obviously is not somebody who's ever going to be willing to, like, really work to make money. That's the whole thing about wanting to make a quick buck. Right. It's... Right. If, if it's not impossible, it's definitely extremely fucking difficult to actually make a bunch of money really quickly. Right. I think it's probably impossible. I think it is impossible. Unless you're doing something illegal. Mm-hmm she was okay <laughs> so bless Seth Crosno because he he's one of the only attendees that's in both documentaries yeah. and it was the Hulu doc that he found out on camera that Billy was behind NYC VIP because he had just assumed that he sold the email list and when they told him that he just was like like, the, the look on his face was pure, you've got to be kidding. I'm pretty sure, isn't, doesn't he say, like, you can't make this he up? He does. He says you cannot make this up. Because, like, it's fucking bizarre. It is bizarre. Like, our, and it, he just, the look on his face was fucking priceless. He makes the weirdest laugh, too, and I love it. Seth Crosno, big love. Just saying, hashtag. Um, Billy was rearrested on multiple charges and sentenced to six years in a federal prison. Which, by the way, this motherfucker has a girlfriend. Yeah, and she's fucking gorgeous. She's and way, gorgeous. And way too good for him. Absolutely, and I feel sorry for her because I'm scared. That Actually, I feel her. like almost any woman's too good for you. You're a creep. Mm-hmm. Like you are not. You're just a bad person. I'm. I'm fine. I'm. I'm getting upset, but I feel really bad because. I, and you can say if you disagree. I just feel like when you hear her talking about him, like, I think she really loves him. I think she does too. And that fucking kills me because I just don't see any way that that relationship is going to go well for her. No, I think... He's just... He's you know what? I'm, 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 going, I'm going to say this and I, I apologize because I'm probably going to get some backlash for it. So I'm going to apologize before I say it. Because she is not American. I think she's either a mail order bride or she's maybe he promised her a green card or something. I don't think that. I don't know. But I I, I can't imagine anyone falling in love with him. Here's, okay. So here's my thing. He's supposedly really fucking charming, and that's the thing about con men. Oh, he is. Well, that's the thing about con artists, and I'm not even gonna- I take back the con men thing, because con artists come in all shapes and sizes. But to be an effective, like a good con artist, Mm -hmm. you have to be able 
to be the most charming person in the room. I don't for two sides. Like, first of all, it's very clear that this woman, who I'm not going to name because she's an innocent person in my opinion. She is. She very much, I think it's very clear that she loves him. Like, I feel like she lights up when she talks about him and that's why it makes me feel sick. Mm Mm-hmm. She very clearly has some kind of money that she has access to. I believe you are right about that. Because there is a comment made about the fact that she paid cash to rent a house in the Hamptons for them. That's true. And so my thing is I think he's just conning her too. She's a mark. I believe she is in love with him. And that's why I feel so much for her. Like, she is just another bank account to him yeah in my in my opinion no i think you're right i do not for she's beautiful by the way she's gorgeous i don't know if she is a model but i she looks like she could be a model i wouldn't be surprised if she was so i wouldn't be shocked to find out that she's actually like a professional model in some capacity this is one of the most beautiful women i've ever seen she's stunning i just think that he's taking advantage of her and I, I don't, right. I don't for, because of everything that I've seen from her, like on the dock, and because of some of the things other people say about her in the documentary, I believe she's 100% an innocent party who has fallen in love with the wrong person. No, I agree. I think he has bad intentions, mm-hmm. and I think he's using her. Oh, I 100% think he's using her. Yeah, I don't, when, I think I meant to say... Um, either she's a male order bride or she's rich. I don't remember what I said after male order bride, but yeah, I think I don't. I think she's... she has access to a significant amount of money, and he is fully aware of that fact, and he's using her, and I that really makes me sad because she doesn't deserve that. Nobody it really does. makes me angry. It makes me fills me with a rage that I did not anticipate. I just, I don't know, I'm very upset about it. I firmly believe that she has a lot of money. I'm not sure, like, where that money came from, and it's really not relevant to the story. I just think that he knows that she's wealthy. Yes. Um, Or at least her family is wealthy. And the thing about mail-order brides is, typically, they don't have money. Okay. That's why they end up in the situation. Like, that's the... The problem is like you're desperate for money, so you do what you need to do. That's fair. You are correct about that. I just, you know, it's like, oh, I'm in love with him, and I'm like, were you paid to say that? Or (laughs) I'm literally so. I know you're not listening, but I'm gonna pretend that you are. I'm literally so fucking sorry for you. Like, you seem like an amazing person. Please hear me when I say you can do so much better than him. He is an awful person. Like, I know that I don't know you, and I know you're probably thinking that I don't know him either, but, like, I know the kind of person he is. Yeah. You, you don't need that. No. If you ever somehow find this podcast, I know that you're not going to believe us because we don't know him the way you do. But, honey, get out. Get out now. Get out you are oh please. you seem like a really warm person and i'm sorry that i called you a mail order please bride. don't 
let him take advantage of that. Please. You seem like a really loving, warm person. <sighs> All right. He's been sentenced to six years in a federal prison. Which, in my opinion, not long enough. Not but long I understand enough. there are sentencing regulations for crimes, so I'm not going to throw yep. a fit. And he agreed to a lifetime ban on serving as a corporate officer or director, which he will find a fucking loophole around. I am 100% sure. He's just going to puppet master it like he he tried to do with the NYC VIP Mm -hmm. access thing. He will. Grant Margolin agreed to a seven-year director and officer ban and a $35,000 penalty. Seth Crossnow and his friend were awarded a $5 million judgment against Billy that they are still waiting to collect. Good luck, Seth. I legitimately mean good fucking luck. I think he probably knows he's not gonna see that money. Jerry Media made a statement and this fucking pisses me off. They made a statement regarding Firefest and put all of the fucking responsibility on Oren. So if there were like a real fall guy in this story, I think they tried to make it be Oren X. Yes, they did. They claimed that he misrepresented himself and his response was fuck you guys. Which... P.S. You're my personal hero and spirit animal forever because that was like the most genuine thing that I heard anyone say in that entire documentary. Okay. Fuck you guys. Well, fuck you guys. And I was like, yes. Yes. He has since quit Jerry Media and they said in the documentary that he started his own social media platform and I did some digging to find out what it was called. It is called Atomic Milk. And so. I think that he now lives abroad. I think he left the U.S. Oh, really? Good for him. Good for him. Uh, ja Rule partnered with M. David Lowe to launch a new talent booking company called Icon. I-C-O-N-N. Can't wait to see the documentary on that. And ladies and gentlemen, I have some final thoughts on Ja Rule before we start. The thing that really grates my cheese more than anything else in this whole story is that Ja Rule got away with everything scot-free and that really fucking pisses me off. No penalties, no charges, fucking nothing. And that really makes me angry. Here's the thing about that, and I'm going to choose my words as carefully as I can because... Because I'm not. I know I... (laughs) Listen, no, I know I joke about us getting sued or shot down a lot, but the reality is that I actually have been sued before, and I don't really want to go through that again, so I'm going to try really hard to phrase this in a way that's not going to get me in hot water. Okay. My issue is that he has made incriminating statements Mm -hmm. there was that show and they show the footage in i think it's the hulu documentary he went on like this interview show where they drink like it's they drink alcohol i think it was the hulu one. like during the interview kind of like the hot ones where they eat hot wings during the interview except the gimmick in this is that they drink alcohol Mm -hmm. and so at one point he actually just comes out and says something to the effect of like oh this like was really all my i i'm the mastermind like this was like my brainchild pretty much And again, that's not a direct quote. I didn't fucking write it down because I didn't want to repeat it exactly. I'm just letting you know that that is out there. That exists. And like, if you're going to go and say something incriminating like that and allow it to be recorded, it's really not right that you don't get punished and try to come off like you're totally 100% innocent in the whole thing. Because, like, if you're going to come out and put your name on something, which you did, mm-hmm. then you need to accept a certain level of responsibility for that. And, you know, again, 
he asked Delroy Jackson straight up if this was going to happen, and he said no, and he could have canceled it right then and there, and he chose not to. So as far as I'm concerned, you're not as guilty as Billy because, <laughs> but you're not innocent, my dude. I'm sorry, but no, you're oh, not. no, I agree. I don't think that he's innocent. No. I think if you're going to go out. And basically makes statements that to me come off as bragging mm -hmm. about something that went as absolutely horribly as this did. Mm -hmm. That you deserve to have to make some kind of restitution for that. I believe it was in the Netflix doc. They do they have a video they have video of a video chat, like it's it was recorded by on some computer and he's and he was there. And you know, he he said something about how are we gonna spin this? And it's like, bro, there's no way to spin a shitstorm. Like there's just there's, there's not you can't spin this. Like it it's done. Billy fucked up. You didn't stop it. And I think that's probably I know for you it's like the two people, but I have a certain level of discomfort, that's how I'm gonna put it, mm -hmm. with the way Jerry Media handled this oh, whole no. thing, too. They, oh. I'm not saying that they're guilty, I'm just saying that something's not 100% right there. No, you're either. absolutely correct. And, I, and think... I do think the way that they treated Orin was wrong. It was wrong. But that's part of the reason that I have some issues with the Netflix documentary, as much as I love it. Just be aware if you do decide to watch these, and they're they're very informative. They they're are great docs, in my opinion. They are. Just be aware as you're watching the Netflix one the whole time. Remind yourself that Jerry Media is produced, like has a hand in producing. Yes, and this. they don't mention that in at all. They mention that in the Hulu doc, but not in the Netflix doc. So just be aware of that information because they have a vested interest in presenting this story in a. A light that makes them look good right and I think both docs are are great they are but in my opinion the Hulu one is much more informative you actually hear things from Billy himself because they do interview Billy in in the Hulu doc so you get a lot more information than you get from the Netflix doc and I know the Netflix stock people have thrown a little bit of what I'm gonna say is shade at the Hulu doc people because mm -hmm. they had to pay Billy to get him to agree to appear. Mm -hmm. And while it's not super awesome to have paid him something to get him on, they do not treat him with kid gloves. No, they don't. There is some direct confrontation that happens. Yes, there is. And while I don't necessarily love the idea that he got paid to participate in that, at the same time, I think the Netflix documentary should be a little more upfront about the involvement of Jerry Media. Exactly. So there are issues, I guess, to keep in mind with both of them. So right. just go into it knowing what you're getting. I don't love that he got paid either, but at the same time, I really admire Hulu for throwing down that money to get Billy onto their fucking documentary. Well, he basically tried to play them off against each other. To well, of course he did. It's fucking. Is, it's Billy but... McFarland, so I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all. But I mean, it, it I, was. It, I just me, it respected was... the way that they weren't afraid to come at him. No, they weren't. And when they talked, to, I think it was 
it might have been when they were talking about the box of keys there was something i don't remember what it was that the interviewer brought up and billy just sat there and then he was like i'm gonna take a break and i'm like oh they hit a chord yeah he did get <laughs> pissed off and like walk out and i love that the guy who stays off camera the whole time mm -hmm. he's like well what do you need a like why do you need a break like what yeah. basically questions the the whole break thing and Billy is like really petulant about it and it's like I'm taking a break it's a personal break and like yeah, walks it's a personal out. break and it's like okay buddy whatever we, we can tell you're angry <laughs> okay Woo! look at that so yeah so that was the story of Fire Festival and um, Billy McFarlane and it's ongoing, so at some point ongoing. maybe we'll do an update on this whole shenanigan. <sighs> maybe we will. If new information comes out, we will definitely revisit this in the future. As long as we survive the corona apocalypse. <laughs> Which, God willing, we will. Which we joke about but feel so much anxiety. I Okay, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, thanks so much for listening to us. Please rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes of the Studying Scarlet podcast. If you have any cases or any criminals that you would like to hear us discuss on the show, please feel free to email us at studyingscarletpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on any of our social media accounts. Those can be found in the description to this episode. And remember, guys, we talk about crime and criminals. Sometimes it's fact. Sometimes it's fiction. But it's always fucked up. Bye! Bye.